Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Now sit back, relax, and rewind your mind. Reminisce with friends you didn't even know you had. And if you weren't there, then this is news to you. Hey there, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. I am Mikey. I'm Corey. And uh, and we're here. Yes, we are. We are. We Sorry we missed you last week. Oh, was, oh you were full of mucus last I week. I was full of mucus. I was under the weather. Yeah, you were, you were full of snot. I was full of something. Well, you're always full of shit, but... Um, anyhow, so, uh, so we're here just to... We just got done with Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? It was really good. Yeah. Did you eat a lot? I did. Good. And I was still eating. Yeah, you were still eating when I got here. You were having cake. Yeah, I was having cake. Cake is yeah. good, though. Yeah. So, I... Uh, I like cake. Do you like cake? I do like yeah, cake. I like pie. I, I like pie, too. Yeah. Pie's good. But, yeah, it's all good. Cake, pie. Pie and cake. Pie and cake. All together. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 like, ate myself almost sick yesterday. That's funny. I did uh, not. Yeah, I, I did. I have a problem where I do that. If there's a lot of food and it's like a day that you're supposed to eat a lot, I eat a lot. And then I eat more. I only have one plate full, though. Oh. So I had a, it was a full fucking plate. Oh, dude, I forgot to get some of the pistachio or almond stuff that they had yesterday. Oh, dude. It was so good. It looked, I mean, it looked good. It like the green? No, it was pink. But I didn't have any room for it on my plate, and I was forgot to get some after oh, my shit. food was gone. I, I make room on the plate. I just, well, it was like a dessert marshmallow type thing with almonds in oh, it. Oh, yeah. We might have brought some home. I don't know. I'm about to look. <laughs> I'm going to have to look. I didn't want to get it all messed up with gravy, and oh. I didn't have any more room. Uh, see, I just mix the shit together anyways, so. I, 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 we're, okay, so I worked, you know. Dude, is that elephant mounting that cow? It is. We'll get into that later. A little teaser for you. So, <laughs> um, I, I worked for, for like a number of years in catering and Thanksgiving was also a very busy time of year. So I'm not a big fan of turkey. You are a turkey. I, I, I'm job turkey. Job turkey. But I, uh, I'm not a big fan of turkey. So when I eat turkey, I put vegetable dip on it. The dill dip. It's delicious. <laughs> You gotta try it. Did what you, kind of dip is it? Dill dip. <laughs> and this one time, my okay, I know what you're thinking. This one time, my mom's asking me, "What do you want for? What do you want for Thanksgiving?" This is years ago. When we, this is actually, it was in the dojo during a break. Yeah, you know, we had we were break in break in between classes, and so all my students are sitting there. I'm the sensei. She's sitting there, and she says, uh, "What do you What do you want for Thanksgiving dinner?" And I go, I don't know what's on your list. And she goes, well, she goes, I got turkey, and I got cranberry this and that, and I got uh, this. And she goes, and I've, I've got stuffing, and I've got dill dick, because you like to put dill dick on your turkey. And I go, what? <laughs> and she goes, dill dick. And I said, mom. <laughs> dill dick. Dill dick. So I've got all these people thinking that I like to put dill dick on my turkey. Hey, you know what, man? It's the 21st century. People can do what they want. Well, yeah, I, I I've never tried it, so I seen a picture of dill dick on a turkey. Dude, that turkey was sporting a third leg. 
I saw that where they cook the neck. We used to do that with the necks too, because because you know you get so when you work in catering, and it's like a busy time like that, you get so fucking tired. Yeah, because like I would go to work Thanksgiving week. I would go to work um, like Monday at five a.m. for my normal shift, and I wouldn't clock out until Thursday at like four p.m. or five p.m. Did you work from Monday to Thursday straight? No sleep. Well, we no, we had sleep. We had a little apartment built on top of our walk-in cooler. So we were paid to take naps. Oh, shit. So we could go up there and, and nap. It, and it was just like me and Mia and my uh, my boss, me and my manager. We're the only ones that did it. But we would have to be cooking turkeys around the clock. We'd be delivering shit around the clock because we had like graveyard shifts we were we were feeding. Yeah. Plus we were doing the catering and the breakfast and all that out the, out the front, you know. So it was just crazy. And we had to be there. I was the assistant. He was the manager. But yeah, we worked like four days straight. It was fucking, it was fucking torture. So you know, because because we were working all these long hours and stuff, you you get a little punchy, you know. Yeah. You, you get a little, you know, goofy. So every turkey that you opened up and cooked had that neck and that bag of giblets in it. So of course we would do all kinds of shit with with that. You know, we'd fucking hang it out our zipper and have our. Apron Your gym was hanging out? Yeah, to have our apron hanging over it. Then like we'd, a goat? Yeah. There was one time, it was so funny. So we got this, uh, this dude was uh, a new dishwasher, this young, kind of a young kid, high school kid. And I mean, sh- doing this shit now is not right, <laughs> but it was funny then. It was funny at the time. Um, and, and everybody laughed. It was just kind of the atmosphere that was there. But my, my supervisor, you know, this manager, he took the turkey neck and he hung it out of a zipper, put his apron over it. And that kid, we, we were there like five in the morning. That kid came in like at seven yeah. to start doing dishes. Had it hanging there for two hours? Yeah. Well, he put it in there before this kid came <laughs> in. But he, yeah, no one had me. He might have had it hanging there for two hours. That was the kind of guy he was. But so this uh, this kid comes in and he goes, I, I got to tell you, he goes, be careful of the garbage disposal. And he goes, what? And he goes, be careful of the garbage disposal. And this kid's like, oh, okay. Why? And he goes, we, we, when we came in, it was just, it was going nuts. It was just going, going, going. He goes, I leaned over to shut it off. He goes, got my get caught. In the <laughs> and, there, and he flipped back. That kid passed out. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's great. He oh, fell over shit. and passed out. And then he wakes up and he didn't get hurt or anything, but he just, he's like, oh, and it was one of those slow falls where yeah. they're like awake until they like lay down. So he fucking, poof, and we're like, Oh shit, now we don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> he woke right back up and he's like, Oh my god, he goes, I thought I was gonna get sick. <laughs> you killed him. But yeah, obviously you can't do that kind of shit now because uh, you know, it's sexual harassment. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not right. Yeah, but it was fun it was funnier than shit back then. Um so yeah. So I think everybody that listens to us will be like, Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> they already know it was funny. Yeah. So, good Thanksgiving. That's that's always nice. Uh, tomorrow's your birthday. Yeah, it is. Um, so, but, but by the time that you listen to this, his birthday's already a week past. Yeah. You can still tell him happy birthday if you want. Um, or don't. That's whatever. Whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, so... You're, I demand you're, presents from everybody. You've been demanding presents all month. I have. You have. From our number two fan and our number one fan, I demand presents. Well... That'd be Flint... And Rex. Flint's going to give us money because the whole first half of this show was off the fucking rails. <laughs> and, uh, I need to get hold of him. I mean, he needs, we need to get him on the show. Yeah. 
And then um, Rex Rex will give you a very special Gene Simmons break. Yes, he will. So, right here. Thanks, Rex. I can't sing. I've got a long tongue. That's about it. And there you have it. Very special Gene Simmons That break. was a very special Gene yes, Simmons break. Yes, it was. It He's was. such a dick. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Not Rex. Rex, not Rex. is cool. Rex is cool. Rex brings us uh, the Gene Simmons breaks. It's, it's his uh, sponsorship. He's our number two fan. Number one fan is just uh, too much pressure for him. He said he, too many expectations. So yeah, he 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 requested to be number two. So anyhow, should we get to what, what we're supposed to be talking about? I think so. So we decided to do something. I'm sure everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, the way these assholes ramble, this is gonna be fucking great." <laughs> we decided to to cover a topic, but this topic, once we got to looking at it, we can't just do it in one. We show. can't do it in one show. It's going to take us at least three shows to do, but it's going to be all—all all three shows are going to have a very common tie to them, but they're all going to be different. So it'll be about different stuff with one common theme. It's about the different types of Power Rangers. It is not about the. Di- I never watched Power Rangers. I didn't either. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about something else we don't know a hell of a lot about. Uh, we do actually know a lot about most of this shit, though. But the common theme is. I, I, well, when I say, when I say puppets, just say puppets, what do you think of? Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Oh, those are Muppets. Those are Muppets. Muppets. If you had to associate one name with puppets or Muppets, what name would that be? Jim Henson. Jim Henson. So we're going to cover this game. You're very good at this game. Because we went over it already. We did. Yeah, that was... Oh, that, he took the excitement away from me. I was sitting up, getting ready to prepare. You, you, you did good. You At least you remembered. You remember what, the, what we're trying to talk about. Yes. So, we want to talk about Jim Henson a little bit. And to cover Jim Henson's career and impact on us, at least, we've got to go through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, like you said, it's just too much for one show. So we're going to break this up into at least three shows. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. We're going to talk about Jim Henson and Sesame Street, because Sesame Street was probably the thing that influenced us the first. That was our introduction to Jim Henson. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Jim Henson and Sesame Street this episode. And then in the next two shows, we're going to be talking about The Muppets and The Muppet Show in the Muppet movies. And also we'll talk about the other movies that he did. Wow, well, oh, we can't forget Fraggles, though. Oh, yeah, we, we're going to talk about Fraggles. Fraggles. We're going to talk about... Those doozers. Yeah. The doozers. We will talk about the Fraggles in one of the other shows. Um, And we're also going to talk about, like, the movies that he did, like uh, uh, Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal. Dude, he had his fucking hands in everything. Star Wars. Yeah, he did. He was all over the place. So we're going to talk about... Spaceballs. Those, was he, he didn't do Spaceballs. I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did anything with Spaceballs. He probably didn't even know what that was. But we're going to kind of cover things from his career over a span of three shows, just like that. And hopefully we can keep it interesting. Because I think all of these things had a very unique unique impact on us. and every, every, Almost everybody. I mean, if, if, you, yeah. if you grew up in the 70s, 80s, or even the early 90s, you had a big influence of Jim Henson's work. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they, in one way or another, they brought it back. They've continued, you know, going on and on with different things. But 
I think especially for us and the way that we're going to do it, it's going to be in the order that we were introduced to Jim Henson. So probably we'll start with Sesame Street, move on to the Muppets, and then the the, the, the more grown-up kid movies. The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Crystal, you know. yeah. And we'll talk about the Fraggles in there, too. Because Fraggles were... Fraggles fucking rock. Fraggles rock. Fraggles do rock. Yeah, they do. Down in Fraggle Rock, actually. Down in Fraggle Rock. Yeah. So we'll start out just... Kind of, uh, you know, who who is Jim Henson? Well, um, he was a bearded fellow. He was, yeah, he had a beard. He was a puppeteer. Um, we want to go back and just kind of tell you who the man is. Because that's about all anybody knows. Yeah. Is he was a puppeteer and he had a beard. So Jim Henson uh, started out, he, he was creating these puppets like in high school and he made salmon friends and that evolved into a short like uh, comedy program a television program that he did when he was in college so from there you know that was like in the in the 50s and into the 60s in 1969 they kind of put together Sesame Street yeah um he helped develop the characters for the series and his, his uh, Muppets were also on Saturday Night Live, the Sesame Street type. Yeah, Muppets they were. At that time. So, we talked about the Jim Henson Muppets on our Saturday Night Live episode. Yeah. Way back, like, show number three. Oh, yeah, that was, like, way at the very beginning. That was, like, hey, those good, they were good episodes. Too. They were fun, yeah. If you, you guys should, uh, you know, should pop back and check those out. But he... You know, he just kind of bounced around doing little kitty shows on local TV. And he got, you know, he kind of got noticed and kind of got known for doing these puppets. He did some commercials. I went to that exhibit when it traveled. It, 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 what the hell is that? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I uh, I went to that exhibit when it, when he, you know. I wanted to go to that so bad, dude. Oh, it was like right at the beginning of COVID and everything. Yeah, it was like almost a year ago. Um. I think, like, in October, it started of last year. So... Is this still going on? No, no. It, it, it was only there, like, through February or March. Oh, man. I missed it. He... They had all these, like, different fucking puppets that he had made for commercials and little short skits on TV shows and whatnot. And they were all... You know, they had them displayed. He had some amazing work for it, for being, like, hand-built. Hand yeah. And for being... Uh, I guess, you know, what you would say, very, very uh, amateur work. Yeah. He did a damn good job. He did a very good job. So, he was just trying to, he like innovated the way that puppetry was used on television. He kind of showed different ways to shoot the camera and allow the performer to not have to be in a box. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, all the well, sets... they raised the stage. Yeah, they, they raised the backdrop up to where... And they raised the cameras up to where the person can stand below and have their arm up in the air. He, like, developed all that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, he, he like... Where did he... Well, I'm trying to figure out... Where did he get the name of Muppets? I don't know. We'll probably have to uh, figure that out in our Muppet show. Sorry, I got distracted on that one. I know. You were looking up shit on your phone. I was looking up Jim Henson stuff. I, I see that. <laughs> So the, the Children's Television Workshop, they were really impressed with the way that uh, that Jim Henson had made 
all these innovations and all these these puppets and things for Sesame Street that he they they basically incorporated. They had Sesame Street. They got him and a full time staff to work on the show, and they put it on PBS so it could be free for everybody, which was awesome. Yeah, and they P- PBS was not really a known entity at that time. So Sesame Street kind of kickstarted what PBS became, you know, where it would be free for everybody and yeah. a lot of educational stuff. You know, you could say that that Jim is the godfather of of puppets. I would a puppet. That's yeah. He... I think every every show that's had a puppet since you know the mid fifties has probably been very influenced by Jim, Jim Henson, Henson or has been a product of Jim Henson. Because a lot of times they will go to him to get a puppet for their movie or, yeah. or for their show. It's like we need this puppet. You know, they would go to 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 his team at least, and if they didn't just build it and teach them how to use it, they would actually just come do it for them. You know, so they've got a lot of, of the Jim Henson workshop has a lot of puppetry credits in you know in different films. If you stick around to to watch that. This is when movies were not all CGI. Right, right. They would actually have to to create the monster. Yeah, you'd have to create the monster. You'd have to make it look real. You'd have to make it look lifelike. And, I mean, that takes a team of people. That takes not just the person that built it or or does the makeup on it or whatever, or, you know, the effects. It takes the person inside Mm -hmm. running it. They have to give it the personality. So I think that's one of the biggest things that, that you see with, with, you know, whether it's Sesame Street or the Muppets or the movies, whatever genre we're talking about, Jim Henson's creations always have a distinct personality. It's yeah. not just a sock on, you know, on somebody's hand. It's a distinct personality. You know who did that? Mick Foley. Mick Foley did. Have a nice day. That's my Mick Foley impression. That was pretty good. Thank you. Remember when I showed up at your house dressed like Mick Foley? Yeah. And you didn't know who I was? I think I had an idea. No, it was my wedding. I You're, didn't know who you were. You were dressed up as a motorhead. Yeah, and all I did was shave my chin. Yeah. And put two, I shaved my chin and put two big warts on my face, and you had no fucking clue who I was. <laughs> well, because I had the long hair. I usually don't have any hair. Yeah. And I was smoking a cigarette. I don't smoke. I was, like, totally in character, and I wouldn't take my sunglasses off. And, yeah, you about threw me out of your wedding, and I was a fucking best man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so starting out, Sesame Street had this cast of characters. And, I mean, we can go through and kind of talk about them, or we can just list them and talk as we go. Um, I'll start listing them. So what we have here is the, the initial uh, run of Sesame Street puppets were Grover, Bert and Ernie, Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch. Oscar was orange for the first couple years. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't know why they made him green. But you know what? Maybe Oscar actually is orange, but he's been hanging out in the trash cans. It turned him green. Yes. That is actually the story. Oh, shit. Um... That it, I, I just watched uh, a documentary on Carol Spinney, who Carol Spinney is uh, Big Bird and Oscar. Yeah. Um, 
and very, very interesting documentary called I Am Big Bird. And he talks about, you know, portraying these characters. And he said when they made that switch, they didn't really acknowledge it. They just, you know, they thought that he, he looked better on screen. Green. Green. And so Carol Spinney's backstory is that moss grew on him because he had been in the trash camp for so long. That's awesome. He started growing moss. I, you know, I was just, that was just a good guess. That was a very good guess, but it makes sense. It does. So, um, and Big Bird was also uh, a character on the original. And then Kermit would appear from time to time. And Guy Smiley. I now, love Guy Smiley. They they played more news reporter types. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Kermit... I, I, I don't know if Kermit started out on The Muppet Show. And then he well, Kermit was his original over. Muppet, I thought. Yeah, I think he was. But he would pop over onto Sesame Street now and again. And the Muppets would appear from time to time, different ones. But with all these puppets and Muppets, because they, they do distinguish between the two, at first at least, they would um, appear in different segments on Sesame Street. But then they kind of changed it and they just made it like the street and then they break away to a segment and then they come back and whatever. And the reason they did that is they were trying to promote the education and they needed to figure out a different way to do it. Yeah. Not just, you know, the Muppets or, or the puppet talking to you. So they wanted to incorporate different little segments where it was educational and then come back to a entertainment that is still kind of educational. And so at first it was just basically entertainment. Yeah. And then they, then when they partnered with the children's television workshop, that's when they started getting the educational aspect. So, uh, some of the segments that they would do, and if, what, do you remember any of the, of the educational segments? Um, I remember my favorite thing, and it's always stuck with me, was the pinball machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Do, 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 do. You know who that was, Sam? Uh-uh. That's the Pointer Sisters. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, star power on Sesame Street, and you don't realize it because they just, like, donated their time or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, the Pointer Sisters did the pinball machine. Oh, shit. I love, dude, the pinball machine is probably, and that's probably the, the one of the catchiest ones that they ever had. Uh-huh. You that's know. why it stuck with me, and that's yeah, that's why, and that's why you know how to count now. I, I can at least count the twelve. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it too. Um, <laughs> and that's about well, but that's what they taught you. So as they as they were working into the you know, this educational thing, do you remember like uh, the Alligator King, the little cartoon, the Alligator King? That no. was one of my favorites. So they had this little cartoon, and. You know, it'd be like, to the alligator king, to his seven sons, I'm feeling mighty down. Whichever of you can cheer me up, you'll get my golden crown. And that was awesome. You like that? I do. I did like I that. don't know who sang that one. But then, like, all of them come up and they teach you how to, they teach you how to count to ten. Yeah. Or, I think it was ten. No, seven, because he had seven sons. It was seven. Oh. Yeah, that's why. And so... Everything was, you know, they, like, one gave him fucking rings, one gave him this and that, and everything fucked him up. Like, he would, 
he, they gave him rings on his toes, and he stood up and he snagged his his royal foot on the royal red rug, and he broke his royal red, his royal nose. I don't remember that one. Yeah, yeah, it's great, it's great. But so that was a favorite of mine. Maybe I'll just play it. I'll play a bunch of yeah, these. That's fine. I'm gonna have to I'm, play. I'm a bunch good with that because some of them I remember. Some of them are hard to remember. Some of them probably are hard to remember because they they went for a while. Um, Ladybug Picnic. <gasps> yes, I remember Ladybug Picnic. I don't remember how it goes, but I remember the Ladybug Picnic. It's, it's a, this is a twelve song. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh shit! Yeah, because they stole the food, didn't they? They know they didn't steal food. <laughs> they they burned the fucking um they they burned the park down. What the fuck? Their campfire the campfire got out of control and what? yeah. I don't believe you. They're, I'll play it. <laughs> I'm gonna play it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Look it up because they their their campfire goes out of control and they have to come put it out. What kind of show was this? This was the ladybug picnic. Ladybugs fucking party, dude. When they have a picnic, they party. What they didn't tell you was they had twelve bottles of wine, and before they drank they showed up before they, yeah, they drank a twelve pack. So they didn't count those. They show you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve beers in a basket at the ladybug picnic. Hold on a second. Are you looking for the ladybug picnic? I am. No, I found the. Movie with Roddy Dangerfield. That was the Ladybug. That's about soccer. No, it's Bug. 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 Yeah, Lady Ladybug picnic. You're not on Pornhub again, are you? No, no. Okay, no. Yeah, don't Google that on Pornhub. That'd be <laughs> that'd be something totally different. different. Video. That'd be something totally different. I don't think they burned down anything, dude. Hold on. Their fucking campfire goes out of control at the very end. Are you gonna turn it up? So, well, that's a commercial. We don't want to advertise for anybody. There you go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladybugs came to the ladybugs picnic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and they all played games. At the ladybugs picnic. They had twelve sacks, so they ran sacks, raised, and they fell on the backs, and they fell on their faces. Ladybugs fell at the ladybugs picnic. Ladybug? Yeah, they just headbutted each other. Nope, see the fire? Alright, see the fire and the marshmallows. See, and there's the fire department. Oh, dude. They, see, they started a fire. The ladybug's picnic started a fire. I will never doubt you again. Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. Okay. Till the next time. Till the next time. So, <laughs> um, God, what are some other ones that were on there? Uh, yeah, I like just songs. I, I know I used to sing this. I love singing this one at, at work, um, especially. I'll be walking around singing fucking Sesame Street songs at work and shit. So when I first started there, my, my mom also works there. She's been there like 30, 33 or 34 years now. Oh, wow. And so uh, I'd be walking through and I'd like be out mowing or something. And I would just be sweating my ass off, you know. And I'd come in and as I'd pass by like a group of the nurses or my mom or something. Yeah. I'd just start singing and I'd be like, 
I'm a dog. I'm a working dog. I'm a hard working dog. <laughs> and they were like, what is that from? And I finally, I told them what hard working dog was from. And then I had to learn the rest of the lyrics so I could sing the rest of it to them. Oh, fuck. Did you get them all learned? <laughs> I had to. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, all the girls at work tell you to learn a song. You learn a song, you know? Oh, yeah, it's true. So, all right. I remember... The Rubber Ducky songs. We just heard it a little bit ago. We did. We were watching Little Sesame Street a little bit ago. Well, it was the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. 50, 50 years of living on the street. Dude, that's crazy. So. That's some hard. Dude, that's some. That's some. Yeah. Hardcore. So did you. OG shit right there. That is. That is. You don't learn that stuff anywhere else but Nam. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so the rubber ducky song. Yeah. Now who sang the rubber ducky song? Oh, it was Ernie. Ernie. Ernest. Is his name Ernest? No, it was Ernie. Yeah. Is his full name Ernest? I don't know, but I would assume it is. But you you never you never know. I liked Ernie. Ernie was one of my favorite characters. Bert and Ernie. Yeah, Bert and Ernie both were were fun. I liked when uh, Ernie... I can relate to Ernie. Yes. I can sometimes relate to Bert. <laughs> When he just looks at the camera and goes, ah, because Ernie's fucking with him. But I can be an Ernie, too. I can be the uh, the annoying one as well. But oh, I get a delicious drink of soda. My, my brother used to get so annoyed because I would laugh like Ernie when I was a kid. Oh, that's great. Like, hey, Chris. Shut up, Corey. <laughs> I can't do Bert. I I used to love when when Ernie would like be be sculpting a, a like a statue of Bert. Yeah, and he'd get all done, and he'd be, he'd be out of clay, and he's like, "But my statue doesn't have a nose." And he's reaching grab Bert's nose. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Put it on there. I fucking <laughs> loved that shit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when they'd be laying in bed, and they got their their two beds in the same room, and they'd be laying in bed, and he go. Hey, Bert. <laughs> and it's almost like a Ren Stimpy moment. And it's like he's laying on his face, and then Bert turns and looks at him. Yeah. He's like, they all slept with their faces down. Yeah. But he'd be like, you know, he'd, he'd start asking him all these questions. And then Ernie would go to sleep before Bert would answer. And they'd get Bert thinking and down a rabbit hole. And he'd be awake all night and pissed at Ernie. <laughs> his eyes was, are all bloodshot. His eyes are bloodshot and shit. <laughs> so... Did you want to find the Rubber Ducky song and play it? Yes. Well, find it and play it. That's what I thought you were doing. Oh, no. I was just talking about it. Yeah, well, we still talk about it. So, the Rubber Ducky this song. This isn't the original one. This is the metal remix? No, that one's cool, too. Duga, 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 duga. Rubber Ducky. Yes, you the one. Wait, this is... I am not playing... Duga, 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 Wait, yeah, I'll play this. I thought it was 50 Sesame Street songs. It might be. Do it right. You know what? We're not advertising the power company. <laughs> okay, this is Rubber Ducky by Ernie. Well, here I am in my tubby again, and my tubby's all filled with water and nice fluffy suds. And I've got my soap and washcloth to wash myself, and I've got my nifty scrub brush to help me scrub my back, and I've got a big fluffy towel to dry myself when I'm done. But there's one other so thing. Ernie is teaching him how to take a bath. Oh, and those little it's bleeps you guys hear? Is this pop-up video? Yeah, it's a pop-up. It's talking about how the beginning or how what he was doing. Oh. 
You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. Squeeze you, you make noise. Rubber ducky, you're my very best friend, it's true. Oh, every day when I make my way to the clubby, I find a little fella who's cute and yellow and chubby. Rubber dub dubby. Rubber dubby. Cute, yellow and chubby. It's the more the more entertaining part of yeah because you're not really learning a lot yet you know you're not learning how to count you're not you know he's just taking a bath yeah so it's just a fun song that the kids would pick up on and sing and in that documentary that I was watching now they were they were talking about how their aim when they first started out their aim was to get kids they shoot like stormtroopers yes. Miss everything. Everything. No, they're they're they were trying to get their like their range to be like preschool kids, because they would teach them the things that they would know before like kindergarten or whatever, you know, before they get into school. We used to watch this in preschool. Well, yeah, yeah, and oh, well, I I didn't go to preschool, but I used to watch it at home, and so their goal was like you know, three to five years old, something like that, because you know, obviously a, a little kid is not going to. Pick up on a lot of what they're teaching them. No. And so it's like three to five was about the age range. So. <laughs> Sorry. Good Lord. That came from my bowels. That smells like turkey. <laughs> I think that that turkey is uh, coming back. I've seen these fucking movies. I think I've seen Thanksgiving. That's a good one. Well, yeah, I'm not dealing with no fucking... Is that what's inside you? Probably. Oh, Christ. I don't know. They were weird-shaped eggs, too. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Not again. <laughs> not again. Uh, so we're going to... Yeah. We might have trauma going on here in a moment. But anyhow. No, I'm getting my drink. Oh, good. You're going to drink more caffeinated stuff. Yeah. And you're going to drink more carbonated stuff. And you're going to belch again. It's going to be a new show. Yeah. So, now, other things that, you know, Sesame Street, they had, like I said, they had the counting. And, you know, okay, the one counting thing. And I we may have touched on this once. Because, like I said, I always felt sorry for this guy. They would have a segment where they would, like, pick a number, and they would say, you know, here's three fish. And they'd go, one, two, three, and they go to the next scene. And, like, they'd say, I've got three hula hoops. And, you know, they, they would count them. And it would be a series of things. Well, at the very end, this baker would come out of a... And why they build a bakery like this, I don't know. But he would come out of... Oh, yeah, we've seen him on the show we just watched. Yeah. He would come out of the uh, the, like the, the door up at the top of the stairs, and he would like have like pies or cake or some kind of dessert. And you know, he'd like walk out and be like, you know, got 12 chocolate eclair pies and then he'd fall down the fucking stairs and get whatever baked thing he had all over him that's great and i always felt so sorry for him because he fell down with all that and he got all dirty and he had worked so hard to make those pies and he'd always fall and he every time he would fall you know who stole that routine chevy chase 
Yes. Maybe. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say so. Yeah, yeah, he stole it from Sesame. Well, he probably, no, he learned it. From he learned it from it Sesame. Was educational. Sesame that was educational. That, that, that was how you Chevy Chase would steal do knowledge. Saturday Night Live every 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 time he was on the show. Maybe he was, was, he was the opener. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he'd do all that, and he'd fall every time. He'd fall. Yeah, he did. He stole it. For, or bar, he he learned it. He because, learned it from Sesame, yeah, Sesame Street. Street was a very educational show. They'd be glad that that he learned it and was successful with it. So they had I. Uh, they had these other like songs. Do you remember any of the other songs? Yes. Um, if I see, I gotta look at them real quick. One of, one of my other favorites was uh, "Doing the Pigeon" by Bert. Doing the pigeon. Yeah. Doing the. Wah, wah, oh yeah, he raised pigeons, didn't he? Yeah, he raised pigeons. Up. See, Bert and Ernie were cool because they were they were kids. Like, okay, that's what I was saying. Their their target age was like three to five. All the characters would be like rooted in that age, you know, to where they're you know about five years old. Where, you know, they, they're, that's how they talk, that's how they interact really with each other, except the adults interact as adults would with, you know, as they're like trying to educate a child. Yeah. So, or, or you know, like talk to a, a child or a grandchild. So, Bert and Ernie, you put them at that, they're probably about six years old. I thought they were grown-ups. They, well, I don't know, because they, they interact as, like, kids. kids. So... I mean, I guess we can see him like at six years old, but they got their own apartment. <laughs> it's like well, then their their beds. I think their beds also had their initials on them. They did, yeah. But you know, it's like okay, they have their own apartment. Um, they live on Sesame Street. I think Sesame Street was Oceanside. I you know I I don't remember where it's supposed to take place. I always assumed it was in New York. I could see that. You know, that's just kind of what I... But it was a pretty... That'd be more like old school Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's pretty calm. I mean, there's not a lot going on on Sesame Street. You know? Wasn't the bad part of Brooklyn. <laughs> it, it, it was the nice district. It was the nice district. <laughs> But I mean, they're, they're right different. out there, right outside of Hell's Gate, there. Yeah, right outside Hell's Gate. <laughs> when, when, uh, yeah, you know, when you watch, there's not a lot going on, ever. You know, they've got like their problems are like they lost a giant bird. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna get to that. Oh shit! We're, yeah, we'll get to that because they did. They fucking lost Big Bird. I messed up. No, you didn't mess. It's, a, it's called a teaser. It's called a teaser. No, like they would. They would try to figure out, you know, why there are, who stole the newspapers off of the newsstand. And so they go around and they're trying to figure out who stole the newspapers and come to find out the newspapers hadn't been delivered yet. The guy was late delivering them. So it was Tolly. <laughs> Tolly? That's why he was so, so, he was so, so nervous all the time. Because he stole he shit. He was stealing. He's everything. a klepto. <laughs> Tolly the klepto. I mean, that's why. When they walk up. Have you seen this? I ain't seen shit! <laughs> that's, I didn't take nothing! <laughs> I didn't take no goddamn newspapers! Stay away from me! <laughs> so, he. <laughs> that's why when they come up and they. And like, he's not he's not looking, they go, totally, he's all like, what? Because <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably processed the lift and shit. He, he's like just just getting ready to like grab the apple off the fruit cart and put it in his pocket and they're like tell lady throws the apple ah! I wasn't stealing that 
<laughs> that dude was, was in Norbit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who took a trick out of my king? Yeah. And everybody's walk, looking around and it's Rasputia. What's everybody looking at? Yeah. I ain't no king. Yeah. How are we going to steal that? You probably thought I was going to steal an apple. Uh, <laughs> no. Now. No, we didn't, but now that you mention it, <laughs> they pick him up and shake him and all this shit. <laughs> All this shit starts falling. It's, it's like a necklace, a bracelet, the number four. <laughs> he stole the number four. Oh my god! It fell out of his pocket. Oh shit! It's like goddamn it! You had you had Kermit's hat, and you you. you Can you imagine the book, the Sesame Street book? It'd be Tully goes to jail. <laughs> Tully learns a lesson. Tully Tully does 30 days in county. (laughs) (laughs) But they they pick him up and turn him upside down and shake him. And the person's hand is just still hanging out there. Like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) God damn it. That's great. And when they shake him, the puppeteer's watch falls out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, motherfucker stole my watch, too. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, God. So, yeah, totally. Dude, that would be a great episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could have Tully's... Tully, oh, Jesus Christ. Is that a tattooed pig? <laughs> yes, that is oh, a tattooed pig. That is a tattooed pig. Um, it's, okay, we're watching the Muppet show in the background. <laughs> oh my god, dude! And there's a Muppet pig that it's not Miss Piggy. No, but it's, I mean her. It's completely tattooed. He's like singing. He's like I don't know what the hell he's singing about a naked pig. I guess <laughs> I'm not sure what the hell he's. Jesus saying. Christ! Okay, so we got Tully is a thief. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So they, uh, yeah, they, they, they probably teach you not to steal shit. Yeah. Would be the, the, by the goal. Um, and so <laughs> you had, they would also have like some, just like mundane problem though. Like, you know, Tully would do like, all right, kids, today we're going to learn counting. Yeah. One apple, two mm-hmm. apples in my pocket. Yeah. Three apples in my pocket. If, yeah, if, if you have four apples and I walk by, and steal four of them. <laughs> How many you got left? Yeah. Like, I walk by and steal one. How many do you have left? And it's like, um, well, three. No, you don't have any left because I stole those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry. How the fuck do we... Okay, so, yeah. Sesame Street didn't have a lot going on except for, I guess, totally stealing shit. But just the, the layout of the town, right? If you come into town the way that We'll come, we'll come in from from the, the the like the main street, the residential street, or the uh, the business street, and then we'll go down the residential side. So if you come in from that side, you had Luis's um, fix it shop. Yep. And and Luis was just he, I mean he was a badass. He could fit. He was like the MacGyver of Sesame Street. Was he the dude with the mustache? No, 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 no. Luis was a Hispanic guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Luis. That, hence the name fucking Luis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he um he he had the fix it shop and I actually 
got to meet Luis at oh he was at the one of the cons he, he was at one of the cons that, that came to town and it was just cool you know like thanking him for teaching me how to like speak Spanish you know I could count in Spanish was he super cool because I I just seen him there but I just oh he was him. awesome he was there and Bob was there and they were they were more excited to meet and talk to the people that watch the show than I think we were to meet them. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were, like, super stoked to meet everybody. And the Bob would come up to you and go, uh, and we'll talk about Bob here in a minute, but Bob would come up to you and he'd be like, so did, did you watch the show? And it's like, yeah, and they're like, oh, what years did you watch? How old are you? And you tell them how old you were, they would tell you what years you watched or you'd figure it out together or whatever. Yeah. And uh, then they would, like, sit there and talk about stuff that happened that that during those years or whatever. And they were amazed every time he'd be like, here's another, here's another viewer. And it's like, dude, every fucking kid watch that shit. So him being surprised. I think so much now. Not, no, not now. We'll, and we'll get, we'll, we'll, you know, explain what happened because something definitely happened. And I learned about it in that documentary. Oh shit. Yeah. That's on Netflix, isn't it? That was on Peacock. Peacock. I found that on Peacock. Um, so, I, uh, you know, everybody watched it. They were like so, like just pumped that anybody watched it. But so you had Luis's Fix It Shop. Then you had like a little newsstand and Hooper's store. Hooper's Hooper's was the old man. Hooper was the old man. And they named I think they didn't they named the something after him. The store, Mister Hooper's store. Wait, was that was the name of it before? Yeah, but um, it was Hooper's store. They just kept the name. But it was Hooper's store. There's a picture of him on the wall. Yes. Yeah, I remember that now. The Big Bird drew. Yeah. And I, while I was do, while I was watching that uh, documentary, they played that scene. Uh, that was like a horrible, you know, like traumatizing scene for me, where uh, Mr. Hooper died in real life. Yeah. The actor died, and so they had to explain, and they they actually got together and they said, "What do, what do we do?" And they said. We teach kids what happens when people die. Yeah. And it was like, are we really going to do that? The way that they did it is they portrayed the confusion through Big Bird. Because Big Bird was six years old. Okay. And he uh, he was six years old, so he didn't understand it. He was kind of confused. So he what he had done, he had drawn pictures of all of his friends on Sesame Street. And he was handing them out. So each one was getting a picture. They were like, oh, look at my picture. It looks just like me. And these pictures were amazing. And the last one was Mr. Hooper. And he said, here's Mr. Hooper. And so they all looked at it. And he goes, I can't wait for him to get here. I can't wait to give it to him. And so they tried to explain that he died. And he goes, well, okay, I'll just wait until he comes back then. I'm like, no, he died. Oh, man, that's so sad. And it, it, it's a tearjerker. I still, I tear up when I watch it because it was a huge moment because I was about that age, you know. Yeah. You know, it's like four or five years old. Trying I guess, to, yeah, because I remember, and, I remember watching that episode. It yeah, could have been on a rerun, but yeah, it was, it was just like whoa. And that's how they dealt with, you know, Mister Hooper's death on air. And you can see when you watch it, the actors and actresses are just bawling. Yeah, you know, they were all kind of grieving together. And the guy that Carol Spinney that's in the Big Bird costume, he was like, I was doing. He goes, I'm in there crying. He goes, I. You know, inside of a damn bird. He said, you know, yeah. inside this bird. I'm bawling. He said it was just, it was very emotional. Um, but yeah, it would, Mr. Ho- that, that's probably one 
this little segment that I just boom and just hits me. But yeah, then David took over the store. And David was only on for a couple of seasons. Yeah, I remember that. And David was one of my favorites on the on the the show. Um so he took over the store and would do the things that Mr. Hooper did. They had like a little snack bar and they had a milkshake. Yep. It was like a malt shop. Um and a newsstand. You know, they had that little newsstand off to the side. But it was kind of the hangout. So anytime anything was going to happen, or like the celebrity was going to be there. They, they, they knew they knew who was going to be there at the... Yeah, they'd go to the malt shop. You know, and that, a lot of times that's they'd be walking the streets like, hey, and somebody would be in the malt shop. They'd come out like Ray Charles would sing a song with them or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny Cash was on there. Um, we'll get to celebrities in a moment. But uh, so then, then you had like that open park area. And that used to be full of tr- fucking just paper and shit. It, that, that, and they made it into like a little town square where they could oh, yeah, sit. Yeah. That used to be just full of shit, like full of trash and stuff. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't Oscars because he lived down the block. But then I remember one episode they cleaned it up and they made like a nice place where they could hang out and shit. They painted it and whatnot. But then you started like the apartments. And 123 Sesame Street was the apartment building. Yep. And... It was right there next to 227. Yes. Yes. They had the windows that they could yell back and forth. Yeah. So, in the apartment, Bert and Ernie lived in the basement. They had the basement apartment. Oh, shit. Because, remember, they always popped up to yeah. that, that little... I didn't reference. realize that. Yeah, they had the basement. They had the basement apartment. And then, uh, you had Susan and Gordon... They lived on the first they or lived, floor. Yeah, they lived in the apartments. And uh, I know that uh, uh, Olivia lived in the apartments. And Maria. Um, and there was somebody else that lived there. Uh, uh, Linda. Linda. Yeah, Linda. Yeah, I remember Linda. Yeah, Linda was was, uh, was hearing impaired. And she taught sign language on the show. And that's so I learned some yeah. sign language. And uh, at the time, my, my dad... Long story, I'm not going to get into the whole, whole thing, but um, my dad, there was a friend of the family, longtime friend of the family that kind of uh, helped raise my dad and his brothers. Yeah. You know, he, he was kind of the handyman type. You know, he lived there. He helped out and all that in exchange for a place to live. So I got to better communicate with him because of Linda on Sesame Street. Oh, okay. So she did actually teach functional sign language but they live there next to that lived oscar the grouch i love i loved oscar oscar's awesome dude he's yeah. such a crab well he's a grouch and there's a whole like race of grouches but they're all different colors they're all different colors and all different like shapes you know some are tall some are a little you know shorter and rounder and uh whatnot and but anyhow so, Oscar lives in the trash can. He's always pissed off about everything. But he gets a lot... But, you know, everybody still loves him. Yeah. So then, um, Big Bird lives behind Oscar's trash can in a nest. And... Oh, uh, he's, like, pushed off, like, not in the alley, but, like, in a divot. In the- he, yeah, he's, like... Well, he is kind of in the alley, because there's, like, barrels and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, in the alley, and then they built just, like, a little thing around his nest. So, he lives back there. There were a couple other characters uh, that would come from time to time. There was Snuffleupagus, which nobody believed in. 
I like Snuffleupagus. Dude, I remember when they had to, like, prove that he was real because only Big Bird had ever seen him. Yeah. So they thought it was Big Bird's imaginary friend. But he's this gigantic brontosaurus. He's like a woolly mammoth. Woolly mammoth with no, thing. With no tusks. Tusks. His tusks had no, been removed. No mammoths. He didn't grow a tusk. Uh, so he, he was like, he reminds me of Eeyore from, from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's always just kind of like going, all right, whatever, bird. So it was Big Bird's best friend, but nobody had ever seen him. Well, the kids, like, were starting to think that Big Bird was a liar. Oh, yeah. And so they had to, like, let the other people meet Snuffy, finally. But it took, fuck, I think it took them, like, a couple years to where they did it. Dude, you know what Snuffleupagus' name is? Huh? Well, I guess it is Snuffleupagus. <laughs> hey, that moment, Mr. Hey, Snuffleupagus. That moment was brought to you by Flint. <laughs> <laughs> Flint can sponsor that one. <laughs> Snuffle up a guess. <laughs> That's it. His last name was Augustus. I thought that was his first name, dude. Is that from the, the Dodge County Augustus? <laughs> oh, my God. Augustus. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. thought Snuffleupagus was his first name. I didn't, you know, it was just like... I thought it was his last name because his first name was fucking Mr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. Snuffleupagus. Oh, dude, you know... What the hell is on Oscar's head? I thought it was Grunja. I was going to say, you're not on Pornhub again, are you? <laughs> the hell's on Oscar's head? <laughs> that was a Nickelback song. <laughs> what the hell is on Oscar's head? Oh, that's a terrible band. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, they suck. So. Oh. Well, the, uh, <laughs> so the, the, uh, uh, other monsters like Grover and Harry Monster and and Telly Monster that we already spoke of in length and uh, the Honkers. You remember the Honkers? I do remember the Honkers. They had the, the horns for the. Or they had the the horns for horns. They had horns for horns, and their nose was a was a, a honk. Yeah. yeah. They so they could like, and they would talk in honks. I don't know what would you call the end of a horn. A spigot. The, the tip. <laughs> Are you talking like a like a. Trumpet horn or like an animal? Trumpet horn. Oh, fuck. I, I, the flu, I think, is what they got. Something like that. We're going to go with spigot. Sp- a spigot? Spigot. Well, I know. I, I played saxophone for like three weeks in school. And <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and there is a, like a little spigot on it where you can let your spit out. That's so gross. The trumpets have a spit valve. They have a spit spigot. Really? Yes. You like they got this little thing that you like push and all the spit runs out because I guess you spit a lot when you play a trumpet. Yeah, I can see that. So, I don't know. I never played a trumpet. I didn't either. And I played saxophone for three weeks. I heard you played the flute too. I no, I fucking wanted to play the flute. I bet you did. I, actually, I wanted to play clarinet. Skin flute. I did not want to play the skin <laughs> flute. So, I wanted to play the clarinet. And they told me that I could not because that was a girl's instrument and they steered me towards the saxophone, which I could not fucking 
Dude, there are so many understand. different complications on a saxophone. Well, I couldn't understand it, and it took me like three weeks. I was like, fuck this. I was in the fourth grade. I'm like, I got enough fucking problems. Dude, I would like to play it. I'd play the trumpet. The trumpet. The trumpet's cool, though. You could be in a ska band, then. That, and... You could have been in Real Big Fish. Oh, I'd be rather be in Mighty Mighty Boston's. I would go play fucking trumpet for no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I'd be able to be like, don't speak. Walking in the spider webs. But, uh, you know what? I like that band. I love that band. They're a good band. I, I do like that band. Um, i never seen them in concert, though. Uh, I did not either. You know what? Here's a No Doubt song. Yeah, we'll play some No Doubt. Featuring a, featuring a trumpet, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyhow, so yeah, uh, how the fuck did we get on that? I don't know. We're talking, we're talking about a trumpet or something. Oh, no, we're talking about you playing saxophone. You played saxophone. I guess I, for three weeks. For three weeks. And I think my dad signed like a year contract on that oh, rental. Oh, God. And I played the motherfucker for three weeks. <laughs> you think he was fucking happy? Oh, no. <laughs> I think he had to sign a, like he, the the whole school year, so like what seven months. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had to sign a fucking contract to rent it for seven months. I played the motherfucker for three weeks. Oh my god! Not even I mean like not not even like three weeks and including week not twenty one days. I played the motherfucker like like ten days. <laughs> and I was done. I'm like done with this shit. Because I think he only had band like two or three times a week. 
So I played the fucker for like 10 days. I'm like, nope, can't figure it out. <laughs> well, I mean, the saxophone would be cool to play. I mean, because then you could be like the guy from Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Or Kenny G. Or Kenny G. Yeah, Kenny G. Or Bill Clinton. Yeah. We talked about Bill Clinton last episode. We did. (laughs) (laughs) So, which there is, there's another tie-in from last, I think we talked about last episode. Um, Later, we'll talk about it in a little bit here. But, uh, so so you had all these cast characters, they all got along. So it was kind of cool that you had, you know, all these monsters and grouches and puppets and humans all living together on the street. All different things. Yeah, and that's kind of what they were showing was diversity. Without just jumping out and saying, look at how diverse our show is. Not only was it culturally they do that diverse. Shit now. Yeah, now they do. Um, not only was it is it culturally diverse with the people that are on it, but then you've also got Muppets and big birds and, you know, monsters. And, yeah, all this other stuff. You know, living together. Dude, you remember? They had a female Snuffleupagus. Yes. She had a bow on her head. Yeah. And, she, and I thought she had colored eyelashes, too. She had, Yeah, she had colored eyelashes, and I think she had lighter fur. Yeah. She was a lighter lighter brown, I think. If I remember right. But if you, if you go back and, and pay attention, Sesame Street taught you, like, basically all the, you know, all the things you need to know oh. before you went to school. And so... The, you know who scared me? Who? I was scared to death of the Count. There we go. That. Why did the Count scare you? I don't know, but I remember one time when I was little, my, my like he would come on Sesame Street and my mom would have to turn the TV off. <laughs> and you, you have to like actually physically get up out of your chair. Yeah, and, and so I would have my dad and, and my mom look under my bed every night in my for the know, count for the count. <laughs> and I thought he was gonna come get me. So what I do you think he was gonna make you do count shit? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I woke up. No, I don't want him to teach me how to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna hurt me or eat me, you know, suck my blood or whatever. I was just scared of him. Um, so this one time I'm. I remember pointing at the wall when we lived, when I was a little, real little, I was probably two, and I remember seeing the count, in a sh- the shadow of the count on the wall, and so my dad's holding me, and he, he starts pointing, and I'm pointing, and he swipes his hand, and it was gone. <laughs> I think they were fucking with you. Dude, no, this was, I could see it. Damn. Was like, dad like, wiped like, out the count. Yeah, he like just wiped his hand down to like, go away. And he was gone. Damn. Yeah. So why, why the, I went back to this being scared of the count because he's going to, because he's going to come count your fucking toes or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck did you think he was going to do? I didn't want him touching my feet, man. I got hobbit feet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I wear, well, I wear a child size eight. <laughs> speaking speaking of the other characters, okay, so like the count, he lived in a fucking castle somewhere outside of Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. He was like on he was like he, on the hill. He, he was at the yeah you know, the top of Sesame Street. Yeah, you had other other characters that never really appeared on Sesame Street, or very rarely. It was like a special thing. Yeah, you know the count being one of them. I uh, the monsters you would see some of them. You know, now and again, you would you would see. Oh, Ernie just per- pulled Bert's nose off. <laughs> Bert looks like a piece of corn. 
without a nose, he does. So, but yeah, you you would see him like uh, the monsters and stuff, like like Harry Monster or and Harry, Harry was the the tough one that could lift all the weights. Yeah, I uh, Telly Monster was usually on Sesame Street. The Honkers weren't. Uh, Grover was about half and half, but he was Super Grover. He was Super Grover. Was Super? I like Super Grover. I you know. One of my favorite books when I was a kid, and I went and found it and bought it again, like as an adult. It's Grover, and the book is a little golden book. It's called "There's a Monster at the End of This Book." I've seen that, and the whole thing is Grover telling you, "There's a monster on the next page. Don't turn it. There's a monster at the end of the book. We're not going to get to the end of the book." And he's like chaining it up. I and remember all that. this, and he was in different spots. And he's in different spots, yeah. and he's like, "Don't open this. Don't turn the page." And you turn the page. And the next page, like, all the chains were broken. He's like, you broke all the chains. Well, then you could, like, we would, like, pretend, you know, like, my mom would read it to me. and Or eventually I'd be reading it to her. And when you go to turn the page, you'd be like, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we broke the chains, you know. And you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I read that book to, to myself uh, about a month ago. And I did this. I did, oh, no I did, shit. Oh, yeah. That's, that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I got like a little library of books that I grew up with. You know, I, if I don't or don't still own them, I buy it, go find them on Amazon. Yours are more educational. Mine are just comic books. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah mine are, yeah, there's some entertainment, but yeah, they're more like, you know, little golden books and, and, you know, fucking nursery rhyme books and shit. But anyhow, so, I. Uh, Grover, when he was super Grover, and he would always crash and like dent his little helmet. And stuff oh yeah, and he was always falling. Yeah, he could take off, but he could never land. He couldn't land. So fucking Grover. When okay, when that when that uh, little tour came through and they had that exhibit for Jim Henson, you walk in, Kermit's the first thing, and you're standing there and you're watching these grown ass fucking people talk to Kermit as they come in. Oh my like, god, you're seeing That's like awesome. sixty year old people walking by saying hello to Kermit. And all that. And, there, and he's just in a glass case. Mm-hmm. There's nobody running him. He's not being... Well, these these are, these are well, like when we grew up, or little kids. These were, you know, they were alive. They weren't... They were our friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anybody from the age of 50 to, I don't know, 30? Maybe, maybe 30? Yeah. Their first introduction was Kermit. Yeah, to Sesame Street. Yeah. yeah. So, you were watching this, though, and like like I said, like 60-year-old people would be walking up, hi, Kermit, you know, and you're like, look at these fucking fools are so fucking talking to that fucking thing in the glass. Really? Yeah, okay. And I'll be damned when I walked up, I'm like, hi, Kermit, and I got down and talked to him. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But it was it was like you were walking you up. Got, you went right back to your what you knew. Well, yeah, and I mean, it looked foolish when you're seeing it from far back, but when you walk up and, you know, like you see just a little light glint off the eye, you're like, oh my God, and it's him. Yeah. And you're talking to him. And so you like you almost tear up, you know? And so when we went through, I, I was doing okay. I, 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 you know, I talked to Kermit and then there was some other shit that, you know, he went around, saw it was cool. And then you came around the corner and like, boom, there's like, Puppets from you know Muppets from Sesame Street. Oh shit! And it's like, oh my god! I mean, you almost like get like choked up, and you go to each one. I went up and I talked to Grover for I don't know how fucking long, 
just like standing there just talking to him. And then I turn around and there's the Count. He wasn't nearly as scary in the last case. No, but he's not scary anymore to me. But but yeah, I, like I, you, you, know, you take a selfie with I the Count. I probably wouldn't you know? look at him in the eyeballs. Oh yeah, I did. I couldn't. That's what's wrong with me. But Bert and Ernie, I mean, I talked to Bert and Ernie for, for a while. Sl- they had Slimy there. Oh, my God. Oscar's, Oscar's pet. best friend. Or, yeah, his friend. His, his, little, his little pet. Pet worm. Slimy worm. Slimy worm was there doing the tightrope act. But, I mean, it's just, it's it's really cool, you know. Slimy was cool. So I love Slimy. Slimy was fun. Slimy was on. Didn't he have a smile and two little eyeballs? Yes. Yeah, he had, he had like, a, a just little buttons for eyes. And some of the things that they that they made, they were just so they were so simple yet effective. Yeah, you know, foam puppets with, you know, some of them button eyes, some of them had, you know, real eyes, you know, like real Mister Potato Head type eyes, or whatever. But everything was simple, and the the lessons were simple, and it was fun. I still have fun watching Sesame Street. I, you know what, I was enjoying it while we were watching that doctor, where that not that just that fiftieth episode, yeah, fiftieth anniversary episode. Well, see, I like old Sesame Street. Yeah, you know, old Sesame Street. It they had, you know, they had those jazzy songs, and they played funk, and they played rock and roll. They had like Johnny Cash on and Willie yeah, Nelson. Oh, yeah. They had all sorts of different, all actors. sorts of celebrities and singers and and you know actors and shit. I mean, I I can remember a lot of them, and I mean, they still have that today. But remember, I told you Sesame Street, something happened and it changed. So. What I gathered from that Big Bird documentary is the guy that played Big Bird and, and Oscar, first of all, he got dicked over a lot. Yeah. And he he tried to quit Sesame Street three three or four times. And Jim Henson just said, uh, you know, you're not quitting. Come back. Yeah. So he got dicked over all these times and he kept trying to make Big Bird better. And trying to make him more understandable, more relatable. What he didn't realize is he was making Big Bird too old. Oh. As he got older, and I mean, he was, he did Big Bird, uh, you know, for the most part, up until he was in his 80s. Oh, shit. And the older he got, he tried to, you know, relate back. He was making Big Bird get older and act older. Yeah. So they had to bring something else in because Big Bird was not relatable to their target audience, which they also lowered their target audience to two to three year olds. Oh shit. They wanted that market. So they already had the you know the three to fives or three yeah. to sixes. They wanted the two and three year olds too. So they brought Elmo in. Elmo is a little kid again. Where Big Bird got a little bit older. Yep. Elmo's still a little kid. And if you notice in later episodes, Big Bird acts almost more 10 to 12. Yeah. He's got a little bit more understanding of what's going on. Well, it's just because the guy was getting older, plus they brought in someone to give him a break. Yeah. So they brought in an understudy. Oh, yeah. No, they brought in an understudy to do Big Bird. Oh, no shit. And because they, like they said, the guy's, you know, 77 years old and he's walking around. The way that he would do Big Bird is his left hand would be straight up in the air in Big Bird's face. Mm-hmm. His hand controlled the beak. And then his pinky controlled the eyes. And it took five pounds of pressure to control the eyes. So your pinky, five pounds. Yeah, that's... that's I mean, that's a, a strain. Yeah. So the, the, then the, uh, the right hand ran the right wing, the right hand. 
The other hand, if you ever notice, Big Bird doesn't grab things with two hands. Oh, no shit. His right hand is the one he'll always grab stuff with because it actually has a hand on it. The other one has a cord that runs up the front of Big Bird through, like, right under the beak and then back down and it hooks to that wing. So when he moves his right hand down, his left hand moves up and it looks like Big Bird's always rubbing his belly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's because that one hand is just a dead hand. Oh, shit. So that's kind of the reason is just because without them knowing it, they they made a, a few of the characters, but namely Big Bird, too old. Oh, fuck. And so they had to bring in a, a, a younger one. It was Elmo. The younger kids went nuts over Elmo. And that was in the early 90s. Yeah, that was yeah, that was early 90s. So the younger kids went nuts over Elmo, so Elmo became the focus of the show. Yeah. It used to be Big Bird. So now Big Bird got pushed out of the limelight a little bit. Oh, shit. And that's why, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you didn't, you know, you, you, you didn't know why the older ones that we saw in that docu or that uh, special we watched, why they weren't on anymore. It's the same thing. They got to be too old for these kids, yeah. little kids, to look, they looked at them more like grandparents and they didn't have a use for them. So they just slowly weeded them out and they said there were times they would show up and there was nothing for them to do. Oh, and man. so they would be like, okay, so I'm not going to be on this episode. That's fine. You know, I don't have to be on every one. But pretty soon they were showing up to work, getting paid and not being used. Oh, crap. So they eventually just kind of cut them out because, you know, the younger cast came in. To pair with Elmo. If you notice, there's a generation. Yeah. You know, there's that Abby, that girl that's on there, the guy that runs the store. Um, you know, they're all younger faces. Yep. And that is kind of a whole generation that came in all at once. But is there, I mean, God, we could go on and on. Is there anything else about Sesame Street that you want to talk about before we take a little break and then we'll move on oh. to the second part that we, we need to talk about here? No, I think we covered quite a bit of everything. So what what is what what's your favorite character on Sesame Street? My favorite character is probably a tie between Oscar mm-hmm. and Ernie. Okay. Okay, I'd have to go Oscar for sure. I always kind of like Grover. Grover's always cool. Yeah, I always I always like Grover. He's probably my, maybe my second. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar for sure, though. So, we're going to take a little break. Because Sesame Street, you know, they moved, kind of moved on to bigger things, you could say. Um, in about 85, they made a movie called Follow That Bird. So, we're going to take a break. And then we will come back and talk about Follow That Bird to wrap up. Huh? Good? Yeah. All right.
from the Pigeon Convention in Deoria. Bert from Sesame Street. I love pigeons and I love how they walk. And I've created a really cool dance called doing the pigeon. Doing the pigeon. A dancing a little smidgen of the kind of ballet sweeps me away. Doing the pigeon. And oh, doing the pigeon. People may smile, but I don't mind. They'll never understand the kind of fun I find. Doing the pigeon. I love it. Doing the pigeon. It's me. Doing the Pigeon every day. Oh boy, is that exciting? Now, now, I'll show you how to really do the dance good, okay? Oh, this is gonna be way out. Okay, feet, do your stuff. Ah, tap, huh? smile but I don't mind they'll never understand the kind of fun I find doing the pigeon doing the pigeon doing the pigeon every day <laughs> now what starts with the letter C Cookie starts with C. Let's think of other things that starts with C. Uh, ah, who cares about other things? C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh, Cookie, Cookie, Cookie starts with C. Oh, C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for Cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, Cookie, Cookie, Cookie starts with C. Hey, you know what? A round cookie with one bite out of it looks like a C. A round donut with one bite out of it also looks like a C. But it is not as good as a cookie. Oh, the moon sometimes looks like a C, but you can't eat that. So. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Yeah, C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Yeah, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Oh boy, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Um.
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Said the alligator king to his seven sons, I'm feeling mighty down. Whichever of you can cheer me up will get to wear my crown. His first son brought seven oyster pearls from the bottom of the China Sea. The second gave him seven statues of girls with clocks where their stomach should be. The third son gave him seven rubies from the sheikdom of down there beneath. The king thought the rubies were cherries and he broke off seven of his teeth. The fourth son tried to cheer him up with seven lemon drops. The king said, I'm sorry, son, since that ruby episode, I just haven't got the chops. The fifth son brought the king perfume in seven fancy silver jars. The king took a whiff and he broke out in spots cause it smelled like cheap cigars. The sixth son gave him seven diamond rings to wear upon his toes. The king snagged his foot on the wild red rug and crumpled up his nose. The seventh son of the alligator king was a thoughtful little whelp. He said, Daddy, appears to me that you could use a little help. Said the alligator king to his seventh son, My son, you win the crown. You didn't bring me diamonds or rubies, but you helped me up when I was down. Take the crown, it's yours, my son. Hope you don't mind the dents. I got it on sale at a discount store. Cost me all of seven cents. Seven. Oh, hello there. It is I, the Count. Yes, they call me the Count because I love to count things. Today I am going to tell you a story about when I was a very young little Count. Yes, I'm going to tell you about my first day at school. The first day that I went to school, yes, I remember clearly. My mommy made me leave at home, the spiders I loved dearly. I felt a little sad as I walked through the classroom door. But then I saw more children than I'd ever seen before. Ha ha, I cried, my new school will be fun. For I can count all of the children one by one. Yes, I'll count Gregory and Sue, that makes number one and two. I'll count Boris and Igor, that makes number three and four. Morris, Jane and Eloise, five, six, seven, if you please. Theodore and Adeline make number eight and number nine. And then, I will count Ben, for Ben is number ten. Yes, there's Gregory, Sue, and Boris, Igor, Eloise, and Morris, Theodore, Jane, and Adeline, and Ben. And that makes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The teacher taught the alphabet. We had to learn each letter. The alphabet was not much fun, but then things got much better. 
The teacher said, my children dear, it's time for numbers now. Can anybody count to ten? A small voice yelled, and how? Just watch, I cried before this class is done. I will count all of the children one by one. Yes, I'll count Gregory and Sue. That makes number one and two. I'll count Boris and Igor. That makes number three and four. Morris, Jane, and Eloise. Five, six, seven, if you please. Theodore and Adeline make number eight and number nine. And then I will count Ben. For Ben is number ten. Yes, there's Gregory, Sue, and Boris. Igor, Eloise, and Morris. Theodore, Jane, and Adeline, and Ben. And that makes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, everybody, all together now. Gregory, Sue, and Boris, Igor, Eloise, and Morris, Theodore, Jane, and Adeline, and Ben. And that makes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, haha, but those are only just some of the children in the class. Next, I must count the rest of the children. Then I must count the children in all the other classes in the school. And then I will count all the children in all the schools everywhere. Ah, let me begin. There's Ermengarde, that's eleven. There's Gerhard. 12, Renati is 13, Steve 14, Bella 15, oh, I love it so much! <laughs> oh, well, time to get up. Hey, Bert. Oh, Bert. Time to get up, Bert. The alarm just went off, Bert. Bert? Bert, where are you, Bert? Hey, Bert. Where's Bert? Oh, I bet I know what happened to Bert. I bet in the middle of the night, some creatures came down from outer space and they asked Bert to go up with them. I bet that's what happened. I bet Bert, I bet Bert is right now up there in outer space, probably up there with those Martians. Bert, Bert, are you up there, Bert? What's it like up there? Are you with Martians, Bert? Ernie. <gasps> Bert. Who are you talking to? Bert. What? what was it like to be up there with those Martians, Bert? Was that exciting, Bert? Ernie, I just, I just woke up early, went in the kitchen, and fixed us some oatmeal. Oh, Bert. What? Here I, here I thought you had done something really exciting, like go up there with those Martians, and you were just fixing oatmeal, Bert. Ernie, well, what are you talking about Martians in outer space? Oh. Uh, are you letting your imagination run away with you again? Oh, but I had it all pictured, Bert. See, these Martians came down from Mars, and they were looking for me, Bert. And, the, and they landed right here, and then the whole place started to shake, Bert. And there was this strange, funny noise, and the lights were blinking on and off. And then, Bert, these cute little Martians came right through the wall, Bert. And they, and they had antennas, and their, their eyes were up on top of their heads. And they had these strange octopusy-like legs hanging below their mouths, Bert. And, and their lower lip went right up over their top lip, Bert. And they kept saying, yep, 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 Bert. Yep, yep, yep. It was so exciting, Bert. Yeah, Ernie. Let's have some oatmeal. Oatmeal? I don't want any dull oatmeal, Bert. What's that? Oh! Oh! What's happening? Oh! Oh! What is it? Oh! Yep, 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 yep. Aha, aha. Bert! Bert! The Martians are here, Bert! What'll we do, Bert? 
Ask them if they want me oatmeal. Oatmeal? Oatmeal. Yip, 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 yip. I'm a dog, I'm a working dog, I'm a hard working dog. Hard working dog. Now, I never said I was a hog, and you can see I'm not a frog. I'm trying to tell you I'm a dog. I'm a cow dog. I'm a dog, I'm a working dog, I'm a hard working dog. Hard working dog. Now, some dogs can fetch a stick. Other dogs will shake your hand. I even heard of a dog that can roll over. All I know how to do is take a hundred cows and teach them some manners. I'm a dog, I'm a working dog, I'm a hard working dog. Hard working dog. Come here. Now, I'm not the top dog. I'm not much of a bird dog. I'm not the best watch dog. But I'm an awful good cow dog. I'm a dog. I'm a working dog. I'm a hard working dog. Working like a doggone dog. It's a dog's life, and I love it. this coming attraction for a special bulletin. <laughs> this news just in concerning a six-year-old runaway who answers to the name Big Bird. Did you say Big Bird? That's right, Big Bird. He is reportedly heading east for a place called Sesame Street. Same Street? Sesame Street. Sorry. Could this be the end of our pine-feathered friend? No! Big Bird! There he is! This can only be the beginning of the wildest goose chase of them all. I love wild goose chases. Now everyone's on the trail of that big yellow tail. You're the biggest chicken I've ever seen. Follow the laughter. To toss <laughs> Follow the music. There's a way on this hazy going day. Follow the stars, Sandra Bernhardt, John Candy, be a man. Chevy Chase, Joe Flaherty, Dave Thomas. And in their motion picture debut, all the celebrities from the award-winning children's television workshop. Sesame Street presents Follow That Bird. And we are back. So, how was that break for you? That was good, man. That was good. Good. Got to watch a little bit of the Muppets. Yeah. From my homeboy Grover. My homeboy Grover. So, you know, like we said, they they moved the show moved on, and they did other things through the '90s and and on. I think on to this day, I think they're still going. But it changed. 
It's still on, but it's on, I think, HBO or something yeah. like that now. Yeah. I don't, it still might be on PBS. I don't know. I, I don't. I have no idea. I don't remember. But. That's uh, one thing we did forget to talk about. What? The last segment. The reason they got bought by HBO is because they lost their funding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Children's Television Network and, and educational shows lost, lost all their funding. Lost all their funding. And, yeah, they had to go basically public. Yeah. You know, they had to go be sold, and HBO luckily bought them to keep them alive. But, yeah, yeah I think it should. It, it would be great if it was still free, though. Yeah. You know, free TV. But, so before, you know, Big Bird got too old, um, back in 1985, they made a movie called Follow That Bird. I think he ran away. And he did no, 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 he didn't. So it was. Did, did you did you did you see it? I've seen it. Okay, but it was probably back in eighty five. Yeah, so me too. I I think I saw it twice in the theater, but it was you know way back then. So it's like a musical road show, you know, like a, a road comedy. So it's like the Blues Brothers. Oh God! Well, basically, because they're, they're traveling. Could you imagine the Blues Brothers hanging out with Big Bird? Oh, that'd be awesome. Now, what what happened? The plot is the Feathered Friends Board of Birds. They came in, and what they do is their their purpose is to give uh, to place stray birds with nice bird families. The Feathered Friends Board of Birds. Yes. Sounds like a secret society. Well, it is. And what they do is they put stray birds with bird <laughs> families. So, they send their social worker, Miss Finch, in. Touche. And she sees that Big Bird is living by himself. So, what they want to do, and this says, Sesame Street, New York City. So Sesame Street is in New York. So what they do is they they go they get Big Bird and they place him with a family of dodos in Ocean View, Illinois. So they put a smart six year old bird with a bunch of dodos. With a bunch of dodos. Yes, they did. Oh God, dude. Yes. So they put that's not going to be good. They put Big Bird with these dodos, and he it starts to stress him out because he you know, they, they they don't like people that aren't birds, basically. So they suggested that he should have a bird for a best friend instead of Mister Snuffleupagus, and so Big Bird gets pissed and he runs away from them. So he got taken away from Sesame Street and put in foster care, and then he ran away from foster care to go back to Sesame Street. I don't know if this is sending off good signals. <clears throat> That's what it was, though. I mean, because it's telling kids, if you get taken and you get sent to another family, it doesn't mean you run away and go back to where you were at. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, get, I don't think... I mean, I definitely see, that's how I see it now. Back then, maybe it was like, hey, they took Big Bird away from his home. Because that's his home. 
Yeah. And birds sleep outside nests. Yeah. And not with dodos. But so he's he's on his way back to Sesame Street. And that starts the road, you know, kind of the, the road tale of how he's getting there. And you know, like he ends up on the news that he ran away and they're trying to find him. Kermit is the reporter. Uh, this is Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Hi, old Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> that was pretty good. I mean, mine, I was a little growly. Yeah. Um, so, different, you know, like different residents of Sesame Street interact with Big Bird. Or they're out looking for him, you know. They all take off looking for him. So, uh, <laughs> Gordon and Olivia, they went in a Volkswagen Beetle. Wasn't Kermit, a f- he was yeah. in it a few times? That yeah, yeah, he was the reporter. Yeah. Like, so so Gordon and Olivia, they, they left in a Volkswagen Beetle. Fucking Linda had to ride with Cookie Monster. Oh, God, I can imagine, dude. Bert and Ernie took off in an airplane. The Count took off in his Countmobile. Grover became Super Grover and flew there. And Do you think for, oh, oh, listen to Oh, listen to this one. This is, this is who got screwed. Maria, she had to ride with Telly Monster and Homer Honker. Oh, my God. With Oscar in his sloppy jalopy. Oh, God. And Bob is, like, doing the the navigation for him. So, like, Big Bird hitches a ride with the... He hitchhikes. He hitches a ride with a trucker. Then... uh, like, Bert and Ernie could see him from the airplane, but they didn't know that, you know, he didn't know that they were in there and they couldn't get, they couldn't holler at him. Oh, what were they thinking? Well, they did turn the airplane upside down and sing. <laughs> Apparently that's how you communicate when you're in an airplane, you have to sing. <laughs> upside down. Upside down in a fucking airplane. Sing You know what would have been really good at that? Who? Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would have, I want you to know we're all counting on you. <laughs> We're going to go upside down and sing here. Shirley, you must be joking. I'm not joking. Don't call me Shirley. So, Big Bird, you know, he like cuts across the cornfield. I mean, it sounds like he's running from the law, which he kind of is. He sneaks into a barn. He finds these kids that let him in this barn. And he sleeps in the barn overnight. And had to sneak away from there because Miss Finch, the social worker... Found the the farm. She found the dodo farm. No, she found the farm where he was he was sleeping. Oh. Well, then he got he got trapped by Sid and Sam Slees, and they have the Slees Brothers Carnival. They dye him blue, and they make him the Bluebird of Happiness, and they make him sit in a cage and sing in the freak show. What the fuck? It was like. One of the most fucking depressing things I've ever fucking seen as a kid is Big Bird died completely blue and singing. And he's like, he's all sad. You know, he's like singing, supposed to be singing a happy song and he's all sad. And he was blue? They died in blue, yeah. Oh. And then he sings a sad song about wanting to go home. And so these two kids sneak backstage because they wanted to see... Big Bird again, and he, Big Bird, asked the kids to call Sesame Street and tell his friends where he's at, 
And the kids all sneak into the carnival and they're trying to they're trying to break him out and all that. But Grover yells too loud and uh, they get the cage unlocked, but the truck drives away. And then there's another part that I, I remember seeing. It's like one of the, I think it was Luis or one of them is driving and they're like, Big Bird jump. And they make him jump from like one truck to another. Oh shit. Yeah, it was badass. I was like, that's a sweet stunt for you know Big Bird to be doing. Yeah. But they finally, they get him back. Uh, the Sleeves Brothers. It's like Brothers. an action movie. Well, yeah, it's like a road comedy action. It's it's and it has different Muppets in it. It has you know different celebrities in it. They're just like cross paths with him. Yeah, and like the truck driver will be like Ned Beatty or you know somebody famous. Warren Beatty, maybe Warren Beatty. I think it was Ned Beatty. That was Dick Tracy. Warren Beatty was Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Ned Beatty was in Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. he, he squealed like a pig. He did. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. But no, it was kind of a fun little jaunt, you know, across the country, and they they showed different, you know, different parts of the country or whatever, because he was, he, while, while he's only going from Illinois back to New York, they put, they, like, took him through fucking Texas and shit. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, they, he was everywhere. Oh. But. He's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. <laughs> Across the desert, bear man. But what the f- they find they finally you know they 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 come back. He says, "I don't want to live with the dodos," so they're trying to get him into another bird family. Yeah. And Maria just like tells the social worker, "Big Bird's happy on Sesame Street. We're his family. We're monsters. We're grouches. We're humans and other species." And then she goes ahead and says, "There you go," you know. He can stay. He can stay. He is now a citizen of Sesame Street. Yeah. And then... Okay, you, you saw this. Do you remember seeing this this movie? Yeah, okay. vaguely. You were probably pretty young. It, well, 85? I was five or six. Depends on the... Well, what year were you born? 79. So, yeah, you would have been like... Yeah, about five. Four or five. Um, what? Four or five. <laughs> no, dude. I'd have been five. Okay. Because you got 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85. How old were you been? Six. You got seven fingers down. Well, I counted 79. Oh. So six. Yeah, okay, six. And a half. Yeah, six and a half. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, it opened up. Oscar came up and he's like, Flipping the audience shit. Like he's on the screen and he's like, What are you jackasses doing? You know, <laughs> basically. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then they start the movie. At the end, such a dick. you know, everybody's like all happy that Big Bird gets to stay there. And Oscar comes tootling around the block in his trash can and he's like, just basically tells him, Get over it. Yeah. You know, go home. But you remember when he was in the trash can and the the trash man would carry him around? Yeah. That was Bruno the trash man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dude's legs would be in Bruno and he would be up running Oscar. That was the guy that was, that was Big Bird. Oh, shit. Carol Spinney. So they were showing like how he was getting in and out of these costumes. and. But didn't in this movie, didn't... 
Oscar was running with his trash can? That was in a later movie. Oh. Yeah. So, this was the first one, though. This is the very first one they ever made. And, yeah, he, like, Oscar comes around. He's like, get over it. Th this movie, they acknowledged the audience. And to my remembrance, this is the first movie I ever saw that they actually acknowledged. And they were asking for help. And they were asking for help, or they were... They were, you know, they'd say something and they'd turn and look and they'd say, did you guys see that? You know, and I remember it being a, like a route, kind of, kind of rowdy, but not destructive rowdy. Just a lot of yelling back at the screen. Oh, and yeah. It's all little kids, you know. I remember it being really super interactive and super, you know, noisy at least in the theater. But yeah, they were constantly like acknowledging, like, "Hey, you know, did you see that?" I, I, if I remember the movie right, because I know Oscar would would talk and you'd yell back at Oscar. Yeah, stuff. but Can you imagine being a parent at that. Oh Christ! Yeah, that'd be. Oh dude, it'd be hell. I don't remember who I saw it with. Probably with Nick and his mom. I probably went with them, because that doesn't really sound like something my dad would be going to sitting through. No. And then I know the, the second time I saw it... And not 40 years ago. Not today, not 40 no. years ago. <laughs> um, the second time I saw it, I it was in a little bitty movie theater in Plattsmouth, Nebraska. And they said like a little Main Street movie theater. And I was down there visiting my grandma. And I was probably like staying a few days when I was a little kid. And my grandma was probably like, get his little ass out of the house for a while. Oh, dude. And so, like, one of my aunts took me to see the movie down. So I saw it twice in the theater. And it was, like, just as rowdy both times. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, once in Omaha, once once uh, small town. Just as rowdy both times. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I can imagine parents just being numb the rest of the day. Oh, pfft. I know I would. Yeah. Yeah, that would be terrible. So, they actually, although Sesame Street was New York, and the show Sesame Street was filmed in New York, they filmed Follow this follow That Bird in Ontario, Canada. It's cheaper to film in Canada. Yep. And in Georgia? Well, and they, they like expanded the Sesame Street. So there was like different other shops, like a music shop and okay, different things like that. They had all kinds of like soundtrack. Dude, fucking Sesame Street. They put out like all these different soundtracks, like Bob Sings. And Bob, Bob McGrath was like the musical director. Yeah. But he's also was on the show. He would always sing songs and play piano. He put out an album. Fucking Big Bird put out an album, and the guy actually had to go sing in Big Bird's voice. Oh shit! Yeah, they showed him, they showed him recording it. Was it the guy, the puppeteer, the voice? Yeah. Okay. Yep. For for both Oscar and uh, and Big Bird, and they said that's one of the main things that they looked for when they were looking for someone. You know, you obviously you're not going to be able to be a puppeteer forever, so when they look for somebody to replace you. The first thing they had to do is they had to get the voice down. They said, we could work on the moving. Yeah. If you don't have the voice, you don't have the personality. 
And so they would always, they said it would start out as the impersonation of that person and slowly it would morph into a different voice. Yeah. But nobody noticed because it happened naturally. So Big Bird now and Big Bird back in the 80s do not sound alike. No, no, no. But you nobody noticed because it happened so gradually when they when they swapped out. So, uh, Big Bird had a, a, an album. Then there was one with Rubber Ducky and another. I, I remember the Bert and Ernie one. Er, there was a Bert and Ernie one. I think there was a Grover one. I mean, fuck, they, they just pumped out shit. I mean, that's just the music. They also had the songs of Sesame Street, which the songs of Sesame Street, like the theme song, Rubber or, uh, rubber Ducky might be on there, the ones that Bob would sing, the ones that Luis would sing, just the general common songs. Yeah. That had an album. They fucking put one of those characters on every single thing they could. Oh, yeah. I had Grover slippers. They had Grover's head I had head Grover on. slippers. Yeah, with like the big plastic head yeah. on it. Yes, yeah, so like the toe had that I big... I got those and either those, Big Bird, and maybe another one, maybe Ernie. I think I had those. I remember ones. the Ernie one. Yeah, Nick had Ernie. Nick had the Ernie ones. Um, But yeah, they, they slapped it on everything. And... It only got worse after this movie. Then, fucking Big Bird was everywhere. The Muppets, at least the Sesame Street Muppets, were everywhere. They, they, they just got they opened like a new market. Oh yeah, you know, and they just it they flooded it. Still to this day, there's, you know, that element. You can you can tell that element is still there. Yeah. So the film was a success upon release. They thought that it, uh, you know, different newspapers called it a funny road picture that ch- uh, for children that doesn't let its kind heart get in the way of being uh, often biting wit. So there were like a lot of zinger jokes in there. Yeah. That, but it was also a very calm and kind movie. A lot of them said that the comedy was good. But it was not like a harsh comedy or whatever. Yeah. It was just gentle kidding throughout the movie. It really, I mean, it scored great. It had, you know, kind of a rough box office, though. Because it opened the exact same day as Fright Night and Weird Science. Oh, so, so everybody was going to see those. Yeah, they weren't taking kids to see Big Bird. To see Big Bird on opening night. But you know what? Those are both great movies. Other movies that were out at the same time: Back to the Future, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, The Black Cauldron, European Vacation. I love Black Cauldron. And then they re-released Gremlins and The Goonies, and Ghostbusters and E.T. Oh my God! That same week. So, they were, I mean, they didn't do as well as they thought they would. No, they actually did really bad. They did pretty bad, and it's one of the things that started the downfall of the Children's Television Network. Yeah. Because they lost a ton of money on it. It's been released on VHS and Laserdisc. Um, It's on DVD. 
And uh, I don't think they put it on a Blu-ray yet, but it is streamed on HBO Max. I don't know. I, I this movie is fun, but it's it, you know it, it was sad. It was you know well, yeah. made you worry. I mean it, everything that a good movie should, but I don't know if a good kids movie should do that. You know, no. At least wait until they're teenagers. Yeah, to, to take them on that emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It'll, it'll relate with them all. Yeah. So, I mean, anything else about Follow That Bird or, or Sesame Street or whatever that you want to talk about? No, I think we covered that. We covered about everything. I mean, we played a few songs throughout the, the episode and we, you know, probably play another one here at the end. But, um, you know what? Do you remember the fucking Tweedlebugs? Oh, yeah. They lived in Ernie's fucking window flower. Yeah, flower that's right. And they, like, had their own little land. And they, like, would, like, they, one time they mowed the flowers down and they fixed them. They, like, taped them back together. That's right, yeah. With Band-Aids. And, like, all this, like, they lived inside a postage stamp or something. Or I'm trying to remember. The Tweedlebugs rocked. And Let's they see. just popped in my head. And they always, when they walked, they went, Tweedle, Tweedlebug, Tweedle, Tweedlebug. They don't have, yeah, they don't have any pictures of them or... They don't have any pictures of the Tweedlebugs? No, not on the Sesame Street character list. I mean, they obviously didn't put every character on here. Google Tweedlebugs. Tweedlebug. Don't Google it on Pornhub. <laughs> That's something totally different. <laughs> Gave her the old Tweedlebug last night. <laughs> my grandma. Oh my god. My my grandma. That's uh, oh. That's what yeah. she calls. That's what she calls a penis. It's a bug. That's a New England thing, dude. Yeah, we talked about that before. We yeah, we, yeah. She called it so. Tweedle Tweedlebug means something totally different to my grandma. I think. Yeah, I remember these guys. Yeah, they they lived in Ernie's. Uh, oh, they were a family. Yeah, they were a family of Tweedlebugs. Yeah, and they would like. What the dad was always grouchy. Yeah, he almost like sounded grouchy, like, and, but he was like always very like stern. Yeah, and the mom I think was just kind of an airhead. Yeah, she was kind of an airhead, and then they had a boy and a girl. Oh man, I forgot all about these guys. Oh yeah, Tweedlebugs rocked. So, aside from the Tweedlebugs, anything else that we needed to cover? No, no. I just looked. At, I was just looking up the Tweedlebug thing. Do you have see what their hat? To see what their names were. Do you have Tweedlebug facts there? I do, but well, read them. Oh, dude, that's a lot. Um, I'll just give you the characters' names. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you had really Thomas Tweedle, which was the dad. Tessie Tweedle, or sorry, Thomas Tweedlebug, which was the dad. It was by Jim Henson. Tessie Tweedlebug was the mom, was Frank Oz. Timmy Tweedlebug was Richard Hunt, and he was the son. And Tina Tweedlebug was performed by Jerry Nelson. I can tell you that they debuted in 1971. And they lived in Ernie's flower bed, didn't they? Yeah. His little flower box window. Thing. Let's see here. 
Yeah, window. Yeah, his window box. Ernie's window box. Yep. They'd have been really tiny. Well, I don't think he knew that they were there. Like, he'd water his flowers and they'd think that it was like a flood. Oh, shit. God. <laughs> you know, I know there are little kids who probably still watch Sesame Street. And it's a completely different show now because after they did follow that bird and they had the, you know, success, when they started this new generation, yeah, they put out Oscar and Grouchland. That was a movie. I, yeah, that's the one where he was running. Yeah. And then Elmo... There was Elmo. No, Elmo went to Grouchland. But Elmo was like their 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 golden goose. That yeah, he took over the the you know the big name. It was yeah, Elmo and Grouchland was was another one that they did. But they they did like two other movies, full length movies that were released in theaters. And where this you could probably watch it as an adult, follow that bird, and enjoy it. The Elmo ones will drive you fucking nuts. Yeah, don't watch them. So, you know, it just, it took a, a different turn. And it's not the same show that we grew up on. No, it's... At all. It's like a... It's a dark shadow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a mere shadow of what it used to be. It used to be badass. So, and I think we, we portrayed that. We covered it pretty well. So... You want to sign off then? Yeah, let's sign off. Okay. Take a break and... Yeah, well, we'll sign off and... Uh, watch TV or something. Yeah. So, for the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Here's some more Sesame Street. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Happy birthday, fucker. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Everyone on Sesame Street is always talking about love. Yuck. But now it's time for me to tell you what Oscar the Grouch loves, the thing that Grouches love best of all. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. I have here a sneaker that's battered and worn. It's all full of holes and the laces are torn. A gift from my mother the day I was born. I love it because it's trash. Oh, I love trash. Anything pretty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. It's some more rotten stuff. I have here some newspaper, 13 months old. I wrapped this inside and it's smelly and old. But I wouldn't trade it for a big pot of gold. I love it because it's trash. Yes, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash Now look at this restless junk I've a clock that won't work and then telephone A broken umbrella, a rusty trombone And I am delighted to call them my own I love them because they're trash
Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, 